I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello, my wonderful, beautiful friends. Guys, welcome back to our slash I don't work here lady, where you'll hear stories about silly Karens mistaking regular Joe Schmoes as employees because apparently Karens think wearing any shade of blue at Walmart makes you an employee. Guys, the stories in this episode are super satisfying, so I hope you enjoy them, and don't forget to hit that subscribe button for future stories. So, a little background. Since I became an adult and stopped working retail, I get an I don't work here moment almost every month. My wife says it's something on my face. Now, this is the first time one of my kids was present. Now, in my country, we have small shops that sell fresh products, mainly vegetables. On to the story. This happened in August. We live in a coastal city walking distance from the beach. My wife and I both had two weeks off from work and spent the day at the beach with the kids. We usually go early in the morning and stay until noon and then maybe go back in the evening. This day, my wife had left early with our oldest to prep lunch and I stayed behind with our four-year-old daughter. As we were preparing to leave, my wife calls me to tell me to pick up some fresh veggies because we had run out. The grocery store was on the way home, so no big deal. So we stop at the store. I say hi to the owner as he's a friend of mine and stay outside looking for what we need while my daughter goes into the store to talk with the owner's son. Now, the owner has two customers inside the store. Next to me is a lovely old lady that asked if I can help her put some groceries in her cart, specifically two five kilogram bags of potatoes. I see no reason not to and I put them in her cart. She then thanks me half in my language, half in Russian. I replied and she smiles and waves goodbye and I return to my rousing. And then the Karen emerges. She says, You, I want three kilograms of onions, four kilograms of potatoes, and three kilograms of tomatoes, and be fast about it. I'm in a hurry. I turned around to see a middle-aged woman in a sundress, sunglasses, big hat, a stereotypical Karen haircut, with her arms crossed in front of her and tapping her foot. Now, because the store is self-service, and I'm wearing swim trunks, an old t-shirt, flip-flops, and I have a beach towel draped around my shoulder, I said no, which was a big mistake. The Karen decides to launch at me and grabs me by the shoulder. She says, I gave you an order, boy. Now do it, or I'll get you fired. I do want to mention that I'm 40 years old, by the way. I tell her, I don't work here, and then take a step backwards. And she says, don't give me that. I just saw you helping that other woman. Are you that damn lazy? I told her she kindly asked for me to help move the bags. I don't work here. Karen then says, Oh, so you only help your compatriots. What a disgrace. She then goes on a very racist rant, cursing every other word. Now, at some point, we did gather spectators. The owner had come out along with the kids, and my daughter decides to come to my rescue. My daughter does not like people fighting and usually finds creative ways to break them. So my daughter says, Why are you yelling at my dad? He told you he doesn't work here. Karen then turns to my daughter and says, Nobody asked you. Go away. And then she continues her rant. The owner is about to step in, and that's when my daughter turns around and moons her and blows a raspberry. Karen is momentarily stunned, and she says, Well, that's rude. And that's when my daughter responds, Well, I'm four. What's your excuse? 
And at that point, everybody except Karen starts laughing. The owner steps in and tells her to leave, and that her business is not welcome here. The rest of us have a good laugh, and we pick our groceries and go home. For the rest of the vacation, my daughter would accompany me to the store, and she would always be scanning the customers with a hand clasped on the side of her bikini bottoms. My friends, I absolutely love this story. That daughter is absolutely adorable. She comes to daddy's rescue. I love how she shuts down that entitled Karen's childish behavior by saying, I'm four. What's your excuse? She's absolutely brilliant, by the way. Really quick-witted for a four-year-old. Now, when I was 13 years old, I was aimlessly wandering around looking at random stuff in a retail store. I'm not gonna name the store, so for the sake of the story, I'll just call it Bullseye. I was waiting for my mom to finish picking out some tennis shoes. A lady who looked to be in her late 40s came stomping up to me, and she had a horde of five kids that looked to be about the ages of 3 to 10, swarming around her. Plus, she had a baby in her arms. Now, I have zero clue what she was saying, as I don't understand pterodactyl screeching. I started backing away with my hands up, like she had a weapon pointed at me, when she tried to place the baby in my arms. She just starts screaming, Manager! I need a manager! Until some employee walked up to us. She then got a smirk of what I can only describe as pure joy on her face, and she points at me. And you'd think she was identifying a criminal by the way she was acting. Now, the woman then says, This employee almost made me drop my baby. I tried to drop my kids off for childcare, and she refused to take the baby from me. And no, there isn't a limit for how many kids you can drop off posted anywhere, so I don't want to hear it. I will not be discriminated against just because I have so many kids. Now, my jaw was on the floor at this point. I was 13 years old. I looked even younger and was in the middle of my emo phase and was also in the middle of the music section, looking at CDs, and like I said, I was in bullseye. What would make someone think that I was some kind of in-store daycare worker? The employees' faces ranged from utterly confused to trying really hard not to laugh. When they all just stared at her for a few seconds without saying anything, the mom starts to back up with her bird mating calls again. Now, I could make out bits and pieces. She said she's gonna sue, she had to come find me because I wasn't where I was supposed to be in the childcare area, that I look unprofessional and she doesn't want her kids watched by someone who looks like a devil worshipper. The manager finally spoke up at this point, and he first explained that I don't work here. And then he told her that they don't provide any kind of child care. She flips out again, accusing them of lying. Now, I actually figured out what she'd been doing and explained to the manager. The store did have a little mini arcade room near the entrance, And I guess she'd been dropping her kids off at the little arcade room and expected the nearby employee to watch her kids while she shopped. The room's tiny. It has like four games in it, and I don't know how all of her kids even fit in there. Now, you'd think that she would have been horrified, or at least embarrassed, once the truth came out, but nope. She just starts yelling more and accusing the manager of trying to cover up for me. She said that since I had obviously abandoned the kids that I was supposed to be watching, that she was gonna call the cops and report me for child endangerment. She also said that she was going to sue the store and that I was so getting fired. In her words. The manager asked her to follow them so they could take care of the situation. And while she refused at first because she wanted to be there when I was fired, she left with him and he finally lost his temper and said, Ma'am, she does not work here. Leave her alone. The other employees took me up to the register and offered me a $100 gift card and a lot of apologies. I did try to turn it down as it wasn't their fault, and I got a great story out of it. But she insisted though. From what I gathered from her, the crazy lady had apparently said a lot of horrible things about me while shrieking that I couldn't understand. 
My guess is that they were worried that my parents would sue them or something. They called my mom to the front of the store and explained the situation to her and then gave me my gift card. Luckily for them, rather than threaten a lawsuit, my mom just laughed her head off the whole time. I really thought she was going to pass out from the lack of oxygen. She was laughing so hard at my painful experience that she could barely breathe. And she was in fact super bummed that she had missed the whole thing. So in the end, as we were walking out of the store, my mom looks at me in all of my emo gear and said, Who the heck would try to put their newborn in your arms? Your eyes are blacker than coal. Yeah, I was so cool. Now in conclusion, I don't know how the situation with the mother of the year ended, but the next time we went to Bullseye, there was a huge new sign saying, Do not leave children unattended by the doorway to the arcade room. It was in the exact same spot as the old sign that said the exact same thing. The only difference was that the sign was about four times as big. And I swear, after my incident, my mom went to Bullseye more often, hoping to run into Mrs. Hey Stranger, take my infant. So first of all, I love OP's mom's sense of humor. This is the type of situation where all you can do is look back and laugh at it. Who the heck walks up to a random person who clearly does not look like an employee and says, Hey, take my kids. A bad parent, that's who. I love how she was going to call the cops on OP for abandoning her kids, when in fact that's what she did. Leaving your child in a business where no child care is offered is 100% abandonment. Okay, so for all who's interested, I have a little bit of story time to add to that. Guys, 10 years ago, I was on vacation with my family in Vietnam. So we went to this one little shopping mall, and I have no idea how it started, but this one woman was standing outside of the shopping mall claiming that she was some sort of childcare business, and she was willing to watch my sister's kid while we shopped. I know, it's super, super creepy, right? So of course, my sister says no, because that's friggin' creepy as hell. And the woman literally tries to pull my sister's two-year-old out of her arms, saying, I'll watch him for you, don't worry, this way you can enjoy shopping. If you take him inside, you won't have a good time, since he might cry, etc, etc. Let me take him, let me take him. And I was literally thinking to myself, oh my god, she wants to kidnap my nephew and, like, sell him or something, because I don't know if it's true, but I've heard stories and, like, watched documentaries that they do that in Asia, right? So obviously my sister was, like, not in a million years, but if that were this Karen, oh my goodness, her kids might not ever be seen again. So yeah, don't let strangers watch your kids, because you never know what's gonna happen. Like, kidnappings happen all the time, Karen. Come on! Stop being selfish for once! So when I was young, my mother worked at a car dealership owned by this really nice older guy. Like, this guy was really well off. He owned the dealership, the building, the land, at least half a dozen businesses in the area, and most of the land in town. He was also the kind of guy that would hear that his employee's 14-year-old child was getting a hamster and go, Oh, my daughter used to have a hamster, and three days later gave my mom $400 worth of hamster stuff. Anyway, the reason I remember this was because it was the day my mom took me back to her work so I could say thank you for the hamster stuff. So we got there and we were waiting for him to be free. I was talking to the people at the desk because I knew all of them when suddenly we hear this woman's raised voice. I look over to see that this woman, who was about 40 to 50 years old, a Karen, was talking to the owner. And she was absolutely laying into him because he couldn't do whatever it was she wanted. Now, everyone working there always wore a red jumper, but not a name badge, because everyone's desk had a nameplate. By chance, I was wearing a reddish jumper, and no, it wasn't the same shade of red, not even a particularly similar red that day. The woman comes up to me, and I can only assume that she might have been short-sighted or something because my 14-year-old face did not look anywhere near working age. Karen says, You, 
I need to book a car in and get a loaner car. I told her, oh, the service desk is over there. And I was about to tell her that I don't work here when she says, no, I told you. Now you go get it sorted. I need to be gone in 10 minutes. I then tell her, I'm sorry, I don't work here. I'm not even old. And she interrupts me saying, I don't have time for excuses. I need to be gone in 10 minutes. Why would they hire you if you don't do your job? Now get me that loaner car. Now a moment later, a hand comes down on my shoulder. I look up and it's the owner. He says, I can deal with this. I told the owner that she's trying to get me to give her a loaner car and book her in for service. And Karen says, no, not you again. You are the most useless person that I've ever dealt with. I'm not talking to you anymore. I'm talking with her. Now that was the point where I backed off to the service desk and watched. The service guys were already giving her what the heck looks to each other. But the woman just got louder and louder. Karen says, listen, I'm a close personal friend of Josh Jeffries, the owner. Now I need my service and a loaner car. The owner tells her, ma'am, as I've said before, you don't have a booking. You can't just bring in cars and expect them to be worked on right away. Karen then tells him, did you not hear what I just said? I'm done talking to you. You're useless. I'm a friend of the owner. Now the owner tells her, I did hear you. And unfortunately, ma'am, the shop is fully booked today, but we can book you in for a later date. Karen screams, no, you'll do it today or I'll call the owner and get you fired. Now, this is where the owner gave an answer that I will never forget because it was so calm and quiet. He says, Ma'am, I'm going to have to politely refuse service. You're going to have to leave now. Karen then says, You know what? I don't need this. You guys have one job to do, and that's to service cars, and you can't even do that? Why are you even here? What's your name? I'm definitely calling the owner and making a personal complaint. So the owner then says, Ma'am, my name is Josh Jeffries. I'm the owner of the dealership, and to the best of my knowledge, we've never met, I don't know you, and I'd appreciate it if you kept my name out of your mouth and not try to use it against my employees. Also, that child is literally a child. She's not an employee. Karen froze. Her face went pale, and she didn't know what to say. The only thing she could muster was a frustrated, ugh, and stomped off. She then left and earned the pleasure of being one of only two customers who he ever wrote to saying, you are no longer welcome at our business in over 35 years of owning the company. Guys, there's nothing better than a Karen throwing out that she knows the owner to try to get what she wants when she doesn't, and it makes it so much better when she's saying it to the actual owner. Guys, listen, I have a friend who works at Toyota, and the stories he has about entitled people just go on forever. This is like a normal occurrence every day. I'm glad this Karen got shut down. Absolutely amazing. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. 
Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. So about 20 years ago, I worked for a company that made software for banks and credit unions. Two smaller regional banks merged, and we were called in to upgrade all the branches for the same version of software and to point the network to the new consolidated bank. Now this happens after hours, so not to interfere with the day-to-day operations. The whole process took about several hours on site at each branch. So to make sure that we would have plenty of time to roll things back if anything went wrong, we started a few hours before the bank closed. This would give us time to fix anything before the bank opened the next day. So the process starts with a meeting to go over the plan for the branch, and it involved the bank staff, some of who would be helping with the process because my team doesn't have complete access to the bank systems. Now this is a small bank. There's four offices, a conference room, and space for like five tellers up front. Now it turned out that it was payday for some large employer or something, and the bank starts to get really busy. The meeting lasts about 30 minutes, and all the while the line and the waiting area is filling up, so I rush the details for the bank manager and release him, and then the two opening staff. Anyway, I dismiss the bank staff and they go help the rush up front, and I continue my meeting with my team and then send them out to get some food, because it looks like the bank might not close on time anyway. I head to the bank manager's office and immediately, a woman ducks under the rope line and makes her way straight for the office and tries to follow me inside. Now, I didn't see her step out of line, so at first I thought maybe she was a bank employee. As soon as I turn around, she said something like, It's about damn time! I've been waiting for half an hour! Now, I was annoyed at what she said because we started the meeting at 4.30 and it wasn't even 5 o'clock yet. I tried to tell her that she was mistaken, I don't work at the bank, but she cuts me off not even paying attention to what I was saying. She plops herself down in the chair and said, I need to take out some money. I replied with, I'm sorry, I can't help you with that, you need to wait in line. She said, No, no, I've waited an hour, I know you can do it, you've done it before. She then slaps her ID and the bank card on the desk and says, Just open the damn drawer and give me $2,000. I told her I can't, I don't... I couldn't even finish explaining that I don't work there and she screams, You've done it before, give me $2,000. I then tell her again that I can't. And at this point, she's raised her voice and is now standing. I assumed she was going to leave and I went to open the door, but she pushed me back and yelled, I'm not leaving this office until you give me $2,000. She then picks up a screwdriver out of the toolkit sitting on the desk and starts to pry at the desk drawer. I try to push her back and she swings at me with a screwdriver. I step back, but she scratches my arm, tearing my shirt as she goes back to prying at the drawer. Now, I'm thinking, she's nuts, I have to do something. I look out of the office and it looks like everyone's busy, and I think maybe they don't notice her yelling. It also looks like she's not making any progress on the desk, as it's too sturdy. I try a calmer approach and try to get her attention. And all of a sudden, she stops for a moment, and then looks at me like she forgot I was there, and she said, Are you gonna give me my money or what? I told her I'm not an employee at the bank. She says, No, you were just in a meeting with the other employees. I saw you. Get me my money or get out of my way. I finally had it. I looked out the window and it seemed like all the bank employees were calm and quiet. I thought, oh my god, I'm not gonna stand here and watch her rob the bank. So I took a step back, brought my shoulder down, and then with a step and a short lunge, I shoulder checked her into the brick wall behind her. 
She smacked her head on the wall and gave a short ugh as I knocked the wind out of her and then she collapsed on the floor unconscious. Now I did watch her suspiciously for a moment, thinking that was easier than I thought. Why didn't I do that earlier? Then I thought maybe I heard her, so I knelt down to check on her, and she was breathing. I shouldn't move her. The screwdriver flew across the office, so I just stepped over her and walked out into the bank. About that time, I heard sirens. A lot of them. A short while later, some police came into the bank. Having just assaulted a woman leaving her unconscious, I put my hands up. The police walked over, looked at me, and then walked into the office. I turned around and the bank staff were pointing at the office where I just left. Evidently, they triggered the silent alarm as soon as she yelled at me to give her the money. They moved the other customers to the conference room and were following protocols to comply and to not interfere. The end result was that she woke up to being handcuffed. She was seen by an EMT briefly, before being arrested for armed robbery, kidnapping, and assault. The screwdriver from the toolkit was taken as evidence, and we teased my tech for the next few years, saying, Did you get your screwdriver back yet? So she came in for $2,000 and left with 5 to 10 She did spend four years in prison. As an assault victim in that state, they notified me when she got out. Guys, what the heck? This story was absolutely bonkers. She must have really, really needed that 2000 bucks badly before the bank closed, for whatever reason. Friends, take a life lesson here. No matter how long the line you're waiting in is, just be patient, because the alternative could be landing yourself in jail. <laughs> like, I really hope this story isn't true, because what she did was absolutely absurd. Like, 2000 bucks, screwdriver, robbing a bank. But hey, I've seen worse on the internet, so it could be true. And that, my friends, brings us to another end of our slash I don't work here, lady. Guys, I hope you enjoyed the stories today, because I sure as heck did. And if you missed the last episode of our slash I don't work here, lady, I will link it right here. So Karen doesn't think that OP can afford to live in an expensive Skyrise condo because she's not white. And plot twist, her parents are extremely wealthy. Check it out if you haven't, and I'll see you guys in the next one. I love you. I really, really do love pickles. I'm just kidding. I'm being so dumb. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.